Are you questioning your faith, or are you not a Christian but are curious about Jesus Christ? If you said yes to either of these questions, please stick around. I have some stories and experiences that may help you to think about things. I hope that these stories and experiences can help you to strengthen your faith, or answer some questions that you may have about why someone would believe in God or Jesus Christ in the first place. You deserve to find peace. You deserve to find joy. If you're interested in hearing these stories and experiences and other good, wholesome, and uplifting content, then you've come to the right place, because that's literally all that we do here at Dodal, and we upload once a week. So, if that piques your interest, please like and subscribe to our channel and turn on all notifications so that you don't miss any of our weekly uploads. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you listen to us, please share our podcast with anyone that you feel could benefit from it and leave a rating and review. The more shares and positive ratings and reviews we get, the easier it is for other people to find this podcast, which helps the Dodal community grow, which results in more light that we can help spread in this world. As always, we will start by answering last week's question. The question was, what made you smile today? And if you listened to last week's episode, which was all about gratitude, you'll remember that I talked about my kids and how they make me laugh. So something I'm trying to do is make sure to take each of my kids out one-on-one every month. This weekend, I had a father-son day with my son, who's four years old, and we went to Cabela's, and we did their shooting gallery with the laser guns, hung out for a bit, and then went to Wendy's and got some food and Frosties. And I'm smiling just thinking about it. It's the little things, you know? Watching my son get excited over shooting the guns, looking at the fish, and eating some food. Life is good if you choose to notice the small things. To start off, I wanted to let you know my intentions and the reason I decided to make this episode. So, if you know me, as I mentioned before, I am a laid-back guy. And I'm a pretty open-minded person in most ways. I tend to just focus on what I'm doing with my own life, doing my best to focus on what makes me happy and brings me joy. I guess you could say I have sort of a live-and-let-live approach to life, for the most part. With the topic of this episode, I just wanted to let you know that whether you believe in God or not, I don't judge anyone at all for their beliefs. If you believe in the universe, karma, or if you're Buddhist, Jewish, believe in Hinduism, or even if you don't believe in anything at all, I have no right to judge you in any way, shape, or form, nor do I want to. The different people, religions, and cultures are what make this world such an amazing place. I actually grew up in Taiwan. Um, I've been to Hong Kong and the Philippines and other places. My mom is actually from the Philippines, and I grew up eating rice and fish every day. And while I've spent most of my life in the U.S., I've experienced a lot of different cultures, and my family did things a lot different than most of my friends' families. And I say all of this because I love other cultures and beliefs. Some of the most amazing people I've ever met didn't and don't believe in the same God that I believe in. When it comes to judging others, I believe that the only one who has any right to judge anyone is God. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I've actually had this conversation with my wife on multiple occasions. I feel like it's pretty common for people to cast a lot of judgment on other people. They choose to be offended by other people's life choices. People need to take a step back and just love each other, right? And even if you don't agree with their life choices, love them. Be a friend. It doesn't hurt you to be nice to someone who doesn't believe what you believe. Jesus said to love thy neighbor. He didn't say only love thy neighbor if they're Christians. It's pretty wrong and hypocritical of a follower of Christ to look down on or discriminate against anyone else. 
God is the judge. That part literally has nothing to do with us. That is his job, and we need to stay in our lane. Our job is to love one another and help each other in this life. Life is hard enough already. Spread kindness and goodness. Uplift everyone around you, even when their ideals and beliefs don't align with yours. Treat others like you would want to be treated. With that being said, the reason I made this episode with this specific topic is simply because I always say that we need to find joy in our lives and then help others to do the same, to be a light and share our light. While I don't necessarily mean for that saying to be about religion, I feel that it would be hypocritical and dishonest if I didn't at least once share what has brought me the most joy in my life, which is my faith. So, I wanted to start off with talking about and sharing my testimony. For those of you who aren't Christians that are listening to this, a testimony is defined on dictionary.cambridge.org as a spoken or written statement that something is true. Or in other words, my testimony is pretty much me declaring my faith or belief. That can include the story of my conversion or just my belief of what I feel to be true. So here's the thing. My testimony is extremely simple. To be honest, I'm not someone that knows a ton of facts about the scriptures. I'm not someone who knows the intricate details of every story about Jesus. I don't have a ton of scriptures or verses memorized. I'm a pretty simple guy, and my testimony reflects that. So I grew up a Christian, and I'd go to church every week with my family, and I never really doubted anything that was taught. But to be honest, I mostly just went to hang out with my friends. I'd go to the activities and the camps for the youth, but I did it all because I wanted to hang out with my friends. I didn't really have much of a testimony or a strong faith or conviction of the gospel or of Jesus Christ or anything. That didn't happen until after I graduated high school. I had a job after graduating, which is a good thing, but honestly, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't really have any specific direction I was headed in. I'd go to work, come home, read some books, or maybe hang out, and then just do the same thing the next day. I did that for about a year or so, kind of just coasting through life. And here's a little background. In my church, it's kind of expected for you to go and serve a mission. A mission is where you go out and serve the community you're in and share the gospel. You can end up going anywhere in the world, pretty much. People in my life would ask me if I was going to go on a mission or not, and I would just let them know that I wasn't really sure. Pretty much all my friends were on missions, but the thing is, I wasn't going to go just because people wanted me to or expected me to. That's one thing about me. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it unless there's a dang good reason to do the thing that I don't want to do. I don't really feel peer pressure or anything like that. It doesn't really affect me. And at that time, I just didn't have a good enough reason to go. My testimony or faith at that time wasn't strong enough for me to have a good reason. I was pretty much agnostic. I think that's the right term at that point. I didn't necessarily doubt the church was true, but I didn't really give it too much thought either. And I didn't really care either way. Toward the end of that year, I was feeling pretty stuck. I felt like I needed to do something. And I came to the conclusion that I would either go into the military or go on a mission. I came to a point where I felt that I needed to make a choice. And whatever I chose, I was going to go into it full force and make it happen. I was going to be dedicated to that choice and see it through. That's when I decided to do what I had been taught my whole life growing up. Read the scriptures and pray to know if God is really there. Pray to know if Jesus Christ is my savior Pray to know if the things I had been taught growing up were true. I made the decision that if I started reading in the scriptures and prayed to know if all of it was true and I got the answer that it was, I would go on a mission and work hard serving people. If I didn't get an answer, 
I wasn't going to go on a mission, and I would join the military. So I started reading the scriptures every night before going to bed. I can clearly remember the night that I decided to pray and ask if it was all true. I had just gotten done reading some verses, and I knelt down to pray. I remember asking God if he was real, if he was really there. I remember asking if Jesus Christ was real, and if everything that I learned growing up was true. I closed my prayer, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, and then I just knelt there, and I waited. I waited and I listened for an answer. It was quiet. No one in my family was awake. I was alone in my room. And that's when I remember feeling a peaceful, warm feeling. Nothing crazy, just a peaceful, warm feeling in my heart that I wasn't used to feeling. And if I wasn't paying attention, I might not have noticed it. It stayed with me for a while as I knelt there. I didn't move. I just stayed there contemplating and listening. And just like that, I had a good enough reason to go on a mission. I took that as my answer. I ended up going on a mission, and every time it was hard while I was out there, I would think about that night that I got my answer. It was a good enough reason for me to go on a mission, and it was a good enough reason to stay out there and see it through. And even now, it's a good enough reason for me to be here sharing this with you on this episode. Like I've said before, I'm a pretty introverted guy, but I know this is where God wants me to be. I know that God wants me to share goodness in the world, whether it's religious or not, to spread light, goodness, and wholesomeness in a darkening world. Rage, rage against the dying of the light, right? That's why I take the time to make the podcast. Like I said, my testimony in faith is super simple. I know that God is there. I know that Jesus Christ is real and that he suffered and died for my sins. I know that the gospel is true. The reason I know this is because of that simple answer I got that night a long time ago. The Spirit told me it's true through a simple but powerful, warm feeling in my heart. It all started with that answer, which has led me to having other experiences that have strengthened my testimony and faith even more. I wanted to share an experience I had at work a little while ago. Before I started my own business, I used to work at an airport. I worked as a line service tech or ramp agent. So I was the guy flagging planes in and parking them, pushing planes out to the taxiway, fueling them, de-icing them. It was a small airport, so I pretty much did everything. The guys I worked with were the kind of guys that would swear a ton, had some bad humor, and say crude things. A lot. (laughs) I was actually pretty surprised my first week working there because I didn't realize that people actually talked like that at work. I had worked at a bank and in other office settings and was used to working with older people, not with younger guys. Almost all of them weren't Christians. Or they once were Christians, but ended up not believing anymore. It was an interesting experience for me. I worked there for about four years or so. And while I was there, I made some really good friends. I never lowered my standards, and they knew and respected that. I wasn't going to swear or join in in certain conversations. And behind the vulgar language and crude humor, the guys were really good guys. I never chose to be offended by them, and they never chose to be offended by me. It was pretty interesting because I became the guy that they would ask their questions about God or the gospel to. Any question about God or church, anything like that, they would use me to settle their arguments that they would have with each other about it. I remember one time in particular that stuck with me. We were all sitting in what's called the line shack, which is the break room where we would hang out between helping pilots and servicing planes. We were all talking about if there's God and if things were created by God or not. When one of my really good friends turned to me and asked me how I knew that God is real. Well, I told him that I know because I've prayed about it and I've got the answer that he's real. And that I've had a lot of experiences throughout my life that have told me he's real. 
And he looked at me like that wasn't a good enough answer and was like, yeah, but how do you know? And I remember thinking about it and realizing that while my experience that night where I got my answer was life altering for me and changed my life forever, it wasn't necessarily going to change his life hearing about it. It wasn't going to make him feel what I felt. I remember pausing to think about it for a second and then saying, here's the thing. I choose to believe. I've studied and prayed and got the answer that God is there. I've had tons of experiences that have shown me that he's real, but I had to choose to want to know if he's real. I had to choose to pray and ask him if he's there. I got my answer and I choose every day to believe it. And I told him, like with you, if you choose not to believe, if you choose not to know, you're not going to believe and you're not going to know. It all comes down to our choices. And he said, yeah, that makes sense. And then we just went on talking. But I remember that moment being kind of a realization for me. With my life right now, I'm only this happy and blessed and on the path that I'm on because of my choices. If all those years ago, I didn't choose to read the scriptures and pray and to know if God is there, if Jesus is real or if the gospel is true, my life would be completely different. I probably wouldn't be married to my wife or have my three kids. Nothing would be the same. Choosing every day to be true to my simple testimony is everything to me. It's been a domino effect that has brought me a lot of joy throughout my life. I'm not a pastor or preacher or anything, and I don't claim to be one or anything like that, but I wanted to share a couple of stories that may help you to understand things a little bit better when it comes to Jesus Christ, whether you believe in him or not. These aren't intricate, these aren't intricate stories that are hard to understand. They're extremely simple, and that's what I love about them. The first is called the parable of the push-ups, and it goes something like this. A high school student named Steve was having difficulty in school and had been kicked out of several classes. A kind seminary teacher finally allowed him into his six-period class. One day, the teacher planned a special lesson. He asked Steve to stay after class so he could talk with him. The teacher asked, how many push-ups can you do? Steve replied, I do about 200 every night. 200? The teacher asked, that's pretty good. Do you think you could do 300? Steve answered, I don't know. I've never done 300 at a time. The teacher said, can you do 300 in sets of 10? Well, I think I can, Steve answered. Yeah, I can do it. Good. I need you to do it this Friday. Well, Friday came, and Steve went to class early and sat in the front. When class started, the teacher pulled out a big box of donuts. Now, these weren't the normal kind of donuts. They were the big, extra fancy kind with cream centers and frosting swirls. Everyone was excited. It was Friday, the last class of the day, and they were going to get an early start on the weekend. The teacher went to the first girl in the first row and asked, Cynthia, do you want a donut? Cynthia said yes. He then turned to Steve and asked, Would you do 10 push-ups so that Cynthia can have a donut? Steve said, sure, and jumped down from his desk to do a quick 10. Then Steve sat again at his desk. The teacher put a donut on Cynthia's desk, then went to the next student and asked, Joe, do you want a donut? Joe said yes. The teacher asked Steve, would you do 10 push-ups so Joe can have a donut? And so it went, down the first aisle, down the second aisle, until they came to Scott, the captain of the football team and center of the basketball team. When the teacher asked, Scott, do you want a donut? His reply was, well, can I do my own push-ups? The teacher said, no, Steve has to do them. Scott replied, well, I don't want one then. The teacher then turned to Steve and asked, would you do 10 push-ups so Scott can have a donut he doesn't want? Steve started to do 10 push-ups. Scott said, 
Hey, I didn't want one, the teacher said. Just leave it on the desk if you don't want it, and he put a donut on Scott's desk. Now by this time, Steve had begun to slow down a bit. He just stayed on the floor between sets because it took too much effort to be getting up and down. You could see beads of perspiration on his brow. The teacher started down the third row. Now the students were beginning to get a little angry. The teacher asked Jenny, do you want a donut? Jenny said no. The teacher asked, Steve, would you do 10 push-ups so Jenny can have a donut that she doesn't want? Steve did 10 and Jenny got a donut. By now, the students were beginning to say no regularly and there were many uneaten donuts on the desks. Steve was also really putting forth a lot of effort to get these push-ups done for each donut. Sweat was dripping onto the floor beneath his face. His arms and face were red from the effort. The teacher said he couldn't bear to watch all of Steve's work for these uneaten donuts, so he asked Robert to make sure Steve did the push-ups. The teacher started down the fourth row. During class, some of the students had wandered in and sat along the heaters on the sides of the room. When the teacher realized this, he did a quick count and saw 34 students in the room. He started to worry if Steve would be able to make it. The teacher went on to the next person, and the next, and the next. Near the end of that row, Steve was really having a rough time. He was taking a lot more time to complete each set. A student named Jason came to the door and was about to come in when all the students yelled, No, don't come in, stay out! Jason didn't know what was going on. Steve looked up and said, No, let him come in. The teacher said, You realize that if Jason comes in, you'll have to do 10 push-ups for him. Steve said, Yes, let him come in. The teacher said, Okay, I'll let you get Jason's out of the way right now. Jason, do you want a donut? Yes. Steve, will you do 10 push-ups so that Jason can have a donut? Steve did 10 push-ups very slowly with great effort. Jason, bewildered, was handed a donut and sat down. The teacher finished the fourth row, then started among those seated on the heaters. Steve's arms were now shaking with each push-up in a struggle to lift himself against the force of gravity. Sweat was dropping off his face, and by this time, there was not a dry eye in the room. The last two girls in the room were cheerleaders. The teacher went to Linda, the second to last, and asked, Linda, do you want a donut? Linda said, very sadly, no thank you. The teacher said, Steve, would you do 10 push-ups so that Linda can have a donut that she doesn't want? Grunting from effort, Steve did 10 very slow push-ups for Linda. Then the teacher turned to the last girl, Susan, do you want a donut? Susan, with tears flowing down her face, asked, can I help him? The teacher with tears of his own said, no, he has to do it alone. Steve, would you do 10 push-ups so Susan can have a donut? As Steve very slowly finished his last push-up, with the understanding that he had accomplished all that was required of him, having done 350 push-ups, his arms buckled beneath him and he fell to the floor. The teacher turned to his class and said, And so it was that our Savior Jesus Christ prayed, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. With the understanding that Jesus had done everything that was required of him, he collapsed on the cross and died even for those that didn't want his gift. And just like some of us, many choose not to accept the gift that was provided for them. While push-ups are nothing compared to suffering and dying for the sins of the world, I feel like this is a good parable to help simplify things in my mind. The atonement, for those of you who aren't Christian, the dictionary's definition of atonement is reparation for an offense or injury, or in other words, the reparation or the act of making amends for someone's offenses or sins. So the atonement to Christians is where Jesus suffered and died as a proxy for every one of us 
to make amends for our sins so that we don't have to suffer for them ourselves. It also includes his resurrection or coming back to life where he overcame death. But I want to focus on the first part for now. He suffered and died for our sins so that we could be forgiven of our sins, so that we can dwell in the presence of God. The scriptures say that no unclean thing can dwell with God. And that's the goal of all Christians, to make it to heaven and dwell with God. Jesus Christ's sacrifice allows for us to dwell with God because all the sins and uncleanliness has been paid for through that sacrifice that was done in proxy for us. Hopefully all of that makes sense. And like in the push-up story, he did it. It's done. Whether we choose to accept this amazing gift he has given to each of us or not, he's already suffered and died for my sins, for your sins, as well as anyone who ever was on the earth, is on the earth, or will ever be on the earth. Our sins can now be forgiven and we can be made clean. Without Jesus Christ and the atonement, we would not be able to go to heaven. We would not be able to dwell with God. It's pretty amazing. It's something that I strive to understand more and more. All I know is that I've felt the peace that his sacrifice has brought to my life, knowing that I can be forgiven of my sins and change and become better. I wanted to share a few verses from Isaiah, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 to be exact. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I wanted to point something out about the atonement. Jesus didn't just suffer for our sins, as it says in the verses I just read. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He also suffered and felt our griefs, as well as our sorrows. Remember that. Jesus also suffered and felt our griefs and sorrows, all the pain that we feel in this life. The pain of losing a loved one, the stress of losing your job and not knowing how you're going to provide for your family, the depression you feel stuck in, the heartache that you feel from a broken relationship. His atonement not only covers our sins, it covers our pain and sorrows we go through in this life. We can bring our pains and sorrows to him. He knows exactly what we are going through. He can help to lift those burdens if we let him. If you feel alone and like no one understands you or that you have no one to turn to, he is there. Let him help. Say a prayer and talk with him. Tell him what you're going through. Tell him what's good in your life as well as what's hard. Ask for help and strength. Whether you're a Christian or not, I can promise you that if you do, your burdens, your pains and sorrows will feel lighter. And if you've never prayed before, it's actually super simple. You start with addressing God, um, whether that's dear God or dear Heavenly Father, or however you decide to talk to him, address him. And then you just talk. You share what's good in your life or what you need help with or your thoughts or experiences. It's a conversation. For example, it could be something like, dear God, I just wanted to talk with you and tell you how my life's going. There's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things I'm happy with. I have a good family. Um, my job's fine. But I just wanted to let you know that I am having a hard time with some things. And I wanted to ask for some strength. I wanted to ask for help 
to get through this hard time that I'm having. And then you close in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's a prayer. It's super simple. I like to think of it as kind of like a phone call with God. You're talking with him, sharing with him, whatever you want to share with him, asking for help with whatever you need help with. It doesn't have to be this pressure or anything like that. And I would highly suggest just praying on your own, praying before you go to bed and just seeing what happens. But I can promise you that if you do it, it might, yeah, sure, it might feel weird at first, but I can promise you if you do it and actually like open up that communication with God that you'll feel your burdens lighten. You'll feel the difference, which leads me to a poem that I wanted to share. You may have heard it already, but it's worth sharing. It's called Footprints in the Sand by Mary Stevenson. One night I had a dream. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord and across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints. One belonged to me and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that many times along the path of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in my life. This really bothered me, and I questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you would walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why in times when I needed you most, you should leave me. The Lord replied, My precious, precious child, I love you and I would never, never leave you during your times of trial and suffering. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I really hope that this episode has helped you in some way, whether you're a Christian or not. Whether that's helping you to strengthen your faith, or simply to help you to understand where believers in Jesus Christ are coming from. Again, I'm not trying to convert you or force you to believe what I believe. I'm not here to convince you that I'm right. I just felt that I needed to share at least once my own experience and what has brought me a lot of joy in my life. There's so much more that I could share. And please let me know. If you'd like to hear more about what I believe, I'm always willing to talk about it if people want. And while I would never try to force someone to believe, I definitely invite you all to learn about Jesus Christ and his teachings. Also, I would love to hear about what you believe and why. If you'd like to send in an email talking about it, I would love it. It doesn't matter what religion you belong to or don't belong to. I love hearing people's stories. Let's commit to not judging one another. Let's commit to loving one another even with our differences. Let's commit to treating others how we would want to be treated. Again, this life is already hard. Let's help each other and uplift each other. We need each other. And we'll conclude with this week's question. The purpose of the weekly question is to help uplift one another and learn from each other. To submit a question, you can send it to our email, which is in the description below, or through our Instagram at Defender of the Light Podcast. Also, I'll highlight one of your answers in the following episode. To answer the question, if you're on Spotify, the question is posted underneath the episode, and you can answer there. Otherwise, we will have it posted on our Instagram, as well as on our YouTube channel under the Community tab. The question this week is, what has brought you real joy in your life? 
If you were able to get some value out of this episode and it shines some light into your day, if you haven't already, please subscribe and turn on all notifications so you don't miss any of our weekly uploads. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you listen to us, please leave a rating and review. Again, the more positive ratings and reviews as well as shares that we get, the easier it is for other people to find this podcast, which helps the Dodal community grow, which results in more light that we can help spread in this world. If you have a story suggestion, please submit it to our email, which is in the description below. You can also submit it on our Instagram. And with that, I'll leave you the same as always. I really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for choosing to take the time out of your day to listen. Please strive to be a light, share your light, and help others to do the same. This world that we share needs you.